We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. It is December 15th, and that means trade season has begun. Doesn't mean deals are going down today or anything like that, but just things are going to pick up on the trade front, which means it's an exciting time of year for us here on the NBA Front Office Show. I'm Trevor Lane. By the way, you can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, happy December 15th. Happy trade season. And uh, tis the season for the trade, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it is the season here in Orlando. It's only going to be in like the like 50s and 60s this weekend, which I know everybody else is like, oh, boo-hoo for you. But next weekend, we're going to be in the 30s, which is like, I don't even know how to how to process this. So, but yeah, it's wintertime, man. Christmas is coming. Winter is coming. Trade season is here. Well, let's go. Keith, did I tell you I'm actually going to be in Atlanta or, or Atlanta in Orlando this this weekend? No, I'm going to be for like 12 hours. My wife's company Christmas party is in Orlando. I'm going to fly out for the company Christmas party. We're going to go to that in Orlando. So I'm glad to hear that the weather is going to be nice, at least while while, while I'm there flying in on a red eye and then flying out on the next red (laughs) eye. So it's going to be a whirlwind. But that's that's the plan. Welcome. Enjoy it because it's going to be cold. At least you'll be inside. That's right. I'm 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 looking forward to it though. It's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be fun. But we've got plenty of NBA news to yeah, dive into. Um, let's start with this from Sam Amick of the Athletic. Uh, the Lakers now looking likely to hang on to Russell Westbrook. This, this isn't a surprise to me based on what we've seen so far this season and conversations you and I have been having about how if the if the Lakers still have to if the perception of him around the NBA is they still have to pay in order to get someone else to take him. It's probably not worth it because he hasn't been a negative for them off the bench now if you find a bigger deal you find something for a star or something like that sure you still are open to options but i don't think they should be desperate to get him off the roster the way they may have been over the summer yeah i think this is also a a kind of uh being honest with themselves, I guess, is the best way to put it, mm-hmm. where the Lakers are probably saying there is not a Russell Westbrook trade that will make us title contenders. That will definitely make us a for sure top six playoff team. And if that doesn't exist, then let's just run with what we have and try to make the best of it. That's not to say they may not make smaller deals, because I think that uh, option is definitely out there. But we've talked it a million times. It's not just about the players. It's not just about the draft picks. It's also about the flexibility and sacrifice because presumably whoever you would get in a Westbrook trade or even a smaller trade, you may be looking at them as being a part of the roster longer term. And then that means you really got to get it right. This is not a, sometimes you can do like a one year, Hey, try to get us over the hump in the playoffs. If it doesn't work out, 
you wipe your hands clean and you move on. That's not where the position the Lakers are in. So, yeah, um, um, I'm not – I guess I'm not surprised either. I, I think for all the reasons that you laid out and, and the things I just said, it makes sense to me to just kind of hang on to Russ. If you if we hopped in the DeLorean and we went back to July and you told me then <laughs> that Russ was going to stay all the way through the trade deadline, most likely I would be shocked. I would yes. be beyond shocked. But based on the way things have gone since then, I, I'm not surprised at this point. Uh, but you did mention there could be a smaller move. Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn tend to be the names that we hear the most. Patrick yep. Beverly with a $13 million expiring contract. Kendrick Nunn just over $5 million. Um, So that makes sense that if they're going to do a smaller move, those would be the salaries. And it's not even necessarily that they're I mean, those guys haven't produced up to expectations, but it's mostly that, you know, logistically, if you're going to do anything significant and it's not Westbrook, it kind of has to be these guys, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, because otherwise it's going to be a very minor type, type of thing. So it's going to be, if not both, uh, at least one of them, probably Beverly. And that's going to be the only kind of way you're going to get there. And I think what's been now interesting, this came from Jake Fisher of mm -hmm. Yahoo Sports. And I, I almost said Bleacher Report after his years there. <laughs> I've but, done that a few times too. <laughs> yeah, me too. So he's uh, he's reporting that if Beverly was traded, one of the rumors that was out there was Beverly and Nunn for play on Bogdanovich to the Pistons and one of the things that has been that uh, Fisher's reporting is if Beverly gets traded to a non-contender, he will seek a buyout. He, he doesn't, and it, it makes sense at this point in his career, he doesn't really mm -hmm. want to be a part of a, of a rebuild or anything like that. So he would seek a buyout and then look to return to Minnesota, which was, he obviously enjoyed his time there. He'd signed the extension with Minnesota. Then mm -hmm. it was just, Hey, we have a chance to get Rudy Gobert. So off you go in that trade. And I had a couple people ask this morning after this news broke of why he can't, cause he, they traded him. Well, he can, cause in this case he's, he's already gone to a he'd third team because Utah traded him to LA, but in this case he'd be on to a fourth team even. Uh, so, he, or even if the Lakers decided, Hey, we're going to buy him out ourselves, yeah. which is not going to happen. He could return to Minnesota. It's like, you just got to go off to a third team after. And then that kind of closes that loophole of being, uh, Traded, waived, and then re-signed with the team you're traded from because you went to a third team. So people, something people to forget that he was in Utah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Patrick Beverly was ever in Utah. No, physically, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think he uh, even maybe maybe if he had a layover from uh, Minnesota to to L.A., maybe right. saw, the stop was in Salt Lake City and, and he flew on from there. But yeah, I I fully get that. I get people you know forget that even happened too. Um, it strikes me as a little bit strange that it's already out there that, hey, this is where he would intend to go. Like, does that uh, does that strike you as odd that it's already kind of established like here? This is yeah. where he would land if he's bought out. Like, does that suggest maybe there's something, you know, something behind the scenes that's already kind of being discussed or something? Yeah, there's a little bit there to me that says even if he doesn't get bought out, that's probably where he signs next summer sure. or this coming summer when his contract is up. He probably would go back to the Wolves in that case. And then obviously he did well there. He helped, you know, was a big part of lifting them into you know, one of the best seasons they've had in, you know, many, many years. And I don't think he ever wanted to get traded, thus signing the extension. So it doesn't really uh, surprise me that, you know, I, him saying, I want to go back to Minnesota, that, that part, but yeah, being this open about it, that, that to me says, eh, maybe there's a little something more happening right. here. That could be a prearranged thing. Yeah. Right. Um, finish out the Lakers stuff here. The Lakers reportedly are keeping an eye on Zach Levine. Um, that would be a super, now I'm trying to remember who it was that had this. This um, was Jake too. This was Jake also. There's been a bunch of stuff that's come out over the last 24 hours, but, mm -hmm. um, but, 
they mentioned that this was it's more likely that we see a DeRozan Busevich situation and that's not even that's not even likely at the moment the Bulls aren't looking to sell off assets currently or sell off players right now um, that's not the mode that they're in as of this moment that may change in the next month or so but that the Lakers will keep an eye on Zach Levine I don't know like I just don't see that happen it just doesn't seem likely I'd have to imagine like if the Bulls said okay everybody just announced it to the room full of GMs let's say they do it at um, at the G League showcase this weekend, the, the Bulls go in and they say, Hey, everybody, Zach Levine's available. I would have to imagine that whatever the Lakers' best offer could be, like 10 other teams could beat that if, if Zach Levine was really on the market, right? You're muted. I muted to take a drink and then forgot <laughs> on you. Um, maybe. I'm not sure how many teams are jumping on a Zach Levine trade. Okay. <clears throat> He's obviously got knee issues. He, uh, if there's any worry at all that those are going to be persistent, that that's not something that's going to go away. Uh, you have to look at it as, are we trading for a $40 million a year part-time player? And that, that gets really tricky. So I, I'm not fully sold that that is what the, uh, uh, Bulls are not sold. That is the package the Bulls would be able to get as some massive return. You know, you might be looking at it and saying, "Hey, two two of those future first from the Lakers. That's actually not too bad." Okay, but I do think teams. You know, if if there's probably at least one or two teams that could maybe beat the Lakers offer because you would have to send back matching salary in Chicago would have no real interest in Westbrook. And that's the only way that gets done is yeah. if it was Westbrook. So, so that from that standpoint, I think maybe the offer could get beat, but nah, I don't know. I don't think Zach Levine's trade value is all that high at the moment. That, that's interesting. I wasn't factoring in the knee issues as much as maybe I should have 27 years old. You know, mm -hmm. he's a guy who's, who's averaging what 25 and five about, I figured this was a, guy who should have decent value but yeah there is some cause from concern there i guess with the long-term salary in addition to the knee issue so he yeah. hasn't had a great year this year he's at uh 43 from the field 35 percent from three you know it's not not a bad season by any means but just yeah. just not not the kind of year i think the bulls were hoping he'd have and now that that gets a little tricky all right well let's talk another potential three-team trade here uh the Jay Crowder saga continues for a guy who hasn't played a game this year. He's, he's involved in tons of different rooms. I feel like we've talked about him on like every other show. It feels like, do we need a Crowder cannon? <laughs> I don't Is know. That... Me. I, I don't <laughs> Then we might be getting a little, little far down the line. The, 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 uh, what, we'd have to come up with something. Yeah. The, we, it can't the, be like the... a cannon. It would have to be like a, like a, what, what, like those pop guns, right? <laughs> Remember those things? <laughs> like a little flag comes out on, on the, the end and says like, bang. That's I'm picturing, I'm, I'm picturing like a giant bowl of soup. And all the different players that could be traded for Jay Crowder in the soup and then Crowder in the middle of it. And we'll call it the Crowder chowder. <laughs> nice. I like could it. Could that, could that work? Um, yeah, I like it. So Crowder, John Collins and Jared Vanderbilt, potentially a three team trade involving the Hawks, the jazz and the Phoenix suns. Uh, what do you think about, about this? Collins would be going to Utah. Crowder would be going to Atlanta. Collins and, to Atlanta. I'm sorry. Call it. Crowder, Crowder, to, Crowder Atlanta, to Atlanta, Collins to Utah, <laughs> Vanderbilt to Phoenix. <laughs> There's so many players in this. Um, what do you think about the the likelihood that something like that could happen? Yeah, I, I think the 
principal idea is not bad. It's it needs a little bit of work because there would have to be other players involved just to balance the salaries moving around since these are our three over the cap teams. I think there's this misperception that Utah is like sitting on cap space because they moved Gobert and Mitchell. They're really not because they took back uh, quite a bit of money in those trades. So I I do think it is interesting. I, I think you know me. Two team trades are hard enough to figure out. Uh-huh. So you start getting a three and four and, you know, more teams. I, you know, people constantly put those in our mentions on Twitter and sometimes emailed and those kind of things. I don't even time. look at them if it's more than two teams, but this is the rare three team or where all right, I could kind of get it for all the teams involved. I could understand the Phoenix part. Very easy. Jared Vanderbilt's a very good player and you're upgrading all of a guy who doesn't play at all. So yep. done old dude do that uh crowder to atlanta eh, i i don't know that's the holdup for me like what does atlanta have to get to make this worthwhile because collins collins is just a better player than jay crowder right now so i think so yeah unless you're looking at from atlanta of like hey we can get crowder for the rest of this year clear collins uh contract off our books Mm, and good point you know, make things a little easier for us to maneuver going forward after this season maybe but i don't know that seems a little odd collins to utah i I get it, right? I, I think Danny Ainge is kind of in, I'm just collecting stuff mode right now, and we'll, we'll see where, where it goes. And, you know, Ainge has done this in the past, where it's when he took a player in and then turned around and flipped that player for more than what he traded for the guy to begin with. So I, that part wouldn't fully shock me if that's what he did with something like Collins. It's not a super clean fit because him, Markin, and Olenek, you're a little light defensively there, but mm-hmm. it's it's fine if you're the Jazz. I I really like John Collins, so I I would have fun watching that group kind of come yeah. together. Yeah, it, it would be fun. Uh, they are not the only team interested in him. The Indiana Pacers also reportedly interested in John Collins. That, so that's you know, I like you, this one a lot more. Right. This makes this makes a lot of sense to put him potentially next to Miles Turner. But think think about this. We're talking about Utah potentially in buyer mode and the Pacers potentially in buyer mode. <laughs> Both of these teams were like locked in. These teams are finally tanking. They've yep. torn everything down. These teams are going to to bottom out. They're going to be in the Weminyama sweepstakes. And now here we're talking about them as potentially landing spots for one of the bigger names right now on the, the trade market. It's It's absolutely incredible. Super easy for the Pacers, too, as far as just the mechanisms to make it work, because they're sitting on about 30 million in cap space. So they can just absorb Collins without even having to send salary back. Now they've got a ton of interesting young players on their roster that they could send back Atlanta's way, um, probably send them a guard or two, maybe, uh, you know, one of their, um, uh, other kind of forward center types just mm-hmm. so Atlanta gets something there. And then draft pick wise, because that'd probably be the, the real get for the Hawks here is the Pacers have all their own picks in this draft, barring complete disaster collapses from Boston and Cleveland. They're going to have their two picks too. Not great picks, but two more picks. They're they're going to be in the 20s, uh, very likely. Both of those picks probably late 20s for Boston, mm-hmm. mid 20s for Cleveland. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Not bad, right? You you throw them one of your own picks, maybe throw those two picks and and kick, kick the, the Hawks a, you know, interesting younger player or two and and now you're balancing you know look at a lineup of like turner collins healed uh nemhard matherin like that or uh halliburton obviously um as the kind of the, the you know whole thing that it all centers around that's that's really yeah, kind of interesting and that's something you can build with over the next few seasons too yeah yeah so that i think that does make sense as a landing spot for uh for john collins again not what we would have expected uh john collins is a guy that you and i both like one of my one of my guys that I just think is, does not get enough credit for how talented he is. And that's, that's Jakob Pertl for the, the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, the Raptors are interested in, in reacquiring him. What would a trade look like to get the Spurs to part with Pertl? We've heard already multiple firsts, but this is the time of year when all teams put their asking prices super high. What's a, what do you think is a realistic price to get Pertl to Toronto? Yeah, my guess is you're you're probably looking at a single first because the mm. challenge for the Raptors is then you have to re-sign Pirtle after a deal like that. But if the Spurs are looking for kind of more interesting young assets, well, the Raptors can can deliver some of those in the the salary match again relatively easy because Pirtle doesn't make any any you know meaningful money. He's at let me make sure I have this right. Yeah, he's at nine point four million dollars, so that's super easy. To, to match salary on. So you could do something like if, if they wanted to, you could do something like Christian Coloco. Cause then what do you really need him for? If you're bringing right. in Pirtle and then you're not going to get Scotty Barnes or OG Ananobi. That's, that's no. you're, you're dreaming too much there, but you could do something like precious Achua. Uh, maybe, maybe a Chris Boucher could, could be in a trade. Um, you know, San Antonio was interested in taking a flyer on Malachi Flynn and seeing what he looks like on a team where he would get more playing time. This is similar-ish to to what they did a year ago with Derek White. Wasn't the biggest return in terms of players, but they did get a first-round pick out of it. They got mm-hmm. a chance to to swap. So if you're the Raptors, you're probably going to send a pick, and then you know the the players will be just kind of the ballast to make a match. But you could throw them a, an interesting kind of, kind of team. So very interesting mix of guys, I guess. And and you're absolutely right with Pirtle. You know, a lot of people probably aren't watching the Spurs very much this season because they they they're winning games right now, but they haven't been very good for yeah. most of the year. But he is they're using him as kind of their offensive hub quite a bit. He's up to well over to, or up to I want to say it's at least around three assists per game uh the, this season, which is that's interesting to me because that that says, oh, we can run some stuff uh through him this year. Yeah, he's at three and a half assists per game. Yeah. which is you know pre- pretty good number if you're not if for a big man that isn't like Jokic um level but it's so you know scoring really well doing his doing his thing inside still an elite rim protector and rebounder so yeah that that's that's interesting and this is you know Masai Ujiri one of the things that's always like he doesn't like to trade his own guys well it's kind of funny this is the one he did and now it's like he's trying to go get him back 
He, he regrets it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I, I don't know how much he regrets it because he got Kawhi and they won a championship. Oh, true. But, but yeah, my guess is, yeah, it point. might be a little bit like, hey, if I can get him back, let's uh, let, let's let's look. And if the Spurs don't think Pirtle's going to resign this summer, well, why not? He's not extension eligible because he didn't he didn't sign a long enough contract, so he can't extend with San Antonio. But you know, they, they, they'll obviously have more than enough flexibility to bring him back if that's what they want to do this summer. So he's going to be interesting. Also kind of buried in that little nugget from Jake Fisher, Celtics not not doing anything on the trade market right now. Not, not yeah. even interested in Pirtle. And they'd been linked to him uh, for a while. Um, but I think Boston's basically looking at it as, hey, we got Rob Williams coming back here eventually, maybe as soon as this weekend. And we're, we're not going to push push anything forward right now. I wonder how much of their interest was while Rob Williams was out. And then Pirtle got injured. He's been out for a few weeks now. Um, he's. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking at the latest update. He's up to two-on-two two work at this point. So he'll be back at some point dealing with this bone bruise. But, um, but I wonder if that is what kind of torpedoed the Celtics' interest, if they were kind of looking at him as a stopgap before – Williams. Yeah, back. I, I think there was definitely probably some of that for sure. All right. Um, let's talk about some injuries. Lonzo Ball may not play this season. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, we, we've been targeting January. We've been talking about how he's going to come back and then the Bulls were going to get a chance to look at what they've really got. I mean, if he is, if, if this is indeed he's out for the season, does that push the Bulls more towards just blowing it up? Or what do, what do you do? Does this matter? For, for yeah. Chicago? What do you do? I think it does matter, and I think you have to somewhat consider it because part of what then you have to factor in is what's your confidence level you're going to get him back in at the level he was next season, yeah. right? Because you, you miss a season and a half unless you're you know Clay Thompson who has really bounced back, but he's in a very unique ecosystem there and in with the Warriors. Um, I don't know, man. That, that starts to be very worrisome to me. And that's, you know, 40 plus million dollars for over 40 and a half million dollars over the next two seasons after this one that you owe Lonzo. That gets really rough to, to, to go with. So you may start looking at it and saying, all right, hey, we're going to have to work around his contract. But if we can start moving some of these other guys out, well, let's do it. And let's, you know, kind of, you know, hit, hit, hit the reset button mm-hmm. here on this team that, that, Unfortunately, we really only kind of got to see together them for half a season, and it was really good. It was half really a good. season, yeah. and then it all kind of crumbled from there. Yeah, right now the Chicago Bulls sitting in eleventh in the East, ten games back back at first. They're at eleven and sixteen on the season right now. Not uh, not where they were hoping to be this year. Um, another big one: Steph Curry will miss a few weeks yeah. dealing with a, a shoulder issue. Um, that's that's going to be you know the Warriors have been been making their a little a bit of a push here up in the West, but now they're just sitting in the the ten seed. They're a game below five hundred. Um, I, I know the Warriors are a team that doesn't worry that much about the regular season. It's all about the postseason. They're going to make sure he gets fully healthy. But um, this isn't great time for the for the Warriors. Where now you wonder how the rest of the season is going to play out. Let's if it takes them three weeks plus. What does that do to their record by the time Curry comes back? It's going to be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and they weathered that storm last year. He got, got hurt. He mm-hmm. had the foot issue, and they did fine and made it through and obviously ended up going to the finals. <clears throat> but more this depth. is going to, be, going to be tricky, right? What was that? They had more depth last season. Yeah, yeah, their, their bench has been a yeah. major problem this season, problem so this that's, year, yeah. that's going yeah, to be an issue. It, and Andrew Wiggins is still out too. So now you're down Curry and Wiggins. Those are two of your primary uh, offensive creators there. It's going to put a lot on Jordan Poole. You're going to really need Clay Thompson to step up here. And, and you know, it, it's a bummer to see Steph go down. And, you know, 
it, again, if it's only a few weeks, you're probably okay. But I think the Warriors then have to start thinking, all right, what are our goals? Because if you're out four or five games out of home court advantage, then it just becomes, all right, we need to just put our – then maybe they, they go matchup hunting, mm-hmm. right, of like, hey, let's still try to get to five or six and get in there because I don't think you want to deal with the play-in because the play-in really – it's the closest thing we have to the NCAA tournament where the better team can have a bad shooting night and, and it, you know, it can be all over uh, for you. So, yeah, so that, that's definitely something to, to keep an eye on. The Grinch stole – Steph versus Jaw for Christmas Day. Yeah, I know. Killer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just, so, such a bummer. And it, it actually was a pretty fun uh, Christmas slate. I, 76ers, Knicks is kind of ugh, but, um, you know, but yeah, that, that was supposed to be like like one of the marquee games mm-hmm. there, you know, Grizzlies Warriors. So I don't know that by then I will probably be, you know, fully ready for, for a little bit of a nap and, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, a little bit of recovery time. So we'll see. All right, last one we've got. I mean, this sounds int- like just incredibly painful. Torn hamstring for Maxi Kleba. Um, not not good for the for the Mavs. Uh, JaVale McGee has not been the answer for them in the middle that they were hoping he would be. Uh, they were hoping he would be. And now you've got Kleba who's going to be missing time. Uh, are we on Luca watch yet? Nah, well, not yet. Not hey, too, I too mean, early, but he's frustrated. Yeah, there was that report that what he said he was going to give him two years or whatever yeah. it is that somebody had, and and then we'll see. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, this is this is a bummer for Dallas. I mean, they've got a ton of guys in that front court, but Kleba is like the one I think they feel most. We know what we're going to get out of him. Really yeah. good defense. He he's a really good rim protector, and mm-hmm. I don't think people fully realize that he's probably the you know if not the best of that front court mix he's right up there so yeah and a torn hamstring we were i know we talked about before we started recording that just sounds horrible that's why yeah. you know that's that's why man you can't tear fat right you, you go don't don't be in shape athletes this is bad <laughs> you know just be fat you can't tear fat like just just you know go out there and roll with it that's the mistake that they made that's yep, that that's was it, the mistake man. Yeah. Oh no, Maxi. Oh well. <laughs> hey, one uh, late one just because it just came came across. Yeah. Uh, Clint Capella had a straight a right calf injury during last night's game and has a right calf strain. He'll be out one to two weeks. Mm. So okay. Uh life getting a little harder for the Hawks too. Yeah. Uh, coming here. So that's a uh, you know a little tricky in the nets. We're just fined twenty five thousand dollars for failing to comply with league policies governing injury reporting and i think uh i think the nets did uh did did a rest day and then they they kind of threw a whole bunch of injuries out there for a reason why but they did it far too late so i I think that's really the real story what happened on that one got it got it all right well i think that gets us through just about everything for today rapid fire style rapid fire style we got through it appreciate everybody for joining us make sure you are subscribing to the nba front office youtube channel you can check out our clips channel as well i'll put it the link in the description and of course if you're listening over on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever it is that you listen to podcasts make sure you give us that five-star rating and review till next time everybody see ya and stay safe